Welcome to Find Your Fortitude. This is Mark Jansen, Deborah Geiger's baby boy, and I'm doing this podcast to try to help you change your outlook on life or simply improve it by focusing on all the good there is in this world and finding the good in every situation, no matter how difficult that may be. This is simply a reminder you have the power to find your fortitude and change your mindset. I truly hope this podcast helps. Hey, well, Billy, thank you for joining me. I This is going to be a little rocky because this is my first one. Um, with a guest, but this is find your fortitude with Mark and whoever's been listening knows what I've been through. And especially now with everything going on with, uh, you know, the lockdown and the quarantine, I really wanted to change it up. And I've been wanting to, um, to bring in, especially friends of mine that I've met, um, through the reality TV world. I wanted to bring them on, not to talk about like the reality TV, because I think we've heard enough about that in different angles, but different views of fortitude and different experiences, because only so many people can relate to what I've been through. But I really want to bring in other perspectives of fortitude and selfishly for myself, because I think listening to different people in different circumstances helps me grow as an individual which I've learned um, dramatically these past few weeks without the gym. Um, and I know you can relate to that without, because gym's <laughs> hard for us. Yeah. Um, uh, the biggest situation right now is nobody can get to a gym. And if you can get to a gym, you're looked at uh, kind of like an asshole because uh, <laughs> nobody else has one. <laughs> is, that, is that really how you're looking at people or is that how people around you are looking at it? I mean, you know, to... If you're well off enough to have a gym, good for you. But if not, you know, what what are you supposed to do besides uh, pull out your elastic bands and, and try to get to work and, you know. See, um, Billy, see Billy's such a good guy with the way he looks at things. Um, <laughs> because, like, I watch The Rock stuff every day. And he, he does, like, stories and stuff because he doesn't want to yeah. show people working out. Yeah. He show himself working out because other people can't. Um, all right, but let me stick to my script here before I get completely off track. Yeah, sorry. About so, okay. No, no, no. It's my fault, Billy. You don't, you don't apologize for anything on this show. I take response. I see that's one thing I take full responsibility go. for everything. Um, okay. So just recap, and I know we've talked personally, but for viewers, because I know just your name is going to bring different, a different audience to this, um, episode just so, just so they are caught up. But like my fortitude has been like the big, like three big things that I always talk about. And that was being bullied as a kid, losing both my parents, my mom, especially when I was 17 and then my weight loss, losing over a hundred pounds. Um, so that's how those three things are like my big things that had built my foundation for having fortitude through life because, as I've experienced, and I truly believe life does not get easier, but hopefully you can get stronger along with your perspective on things. So, Billy, let me start off by asking to you, what is fortitude? Ooh, um, I always, I, I think the first time I heard the word fortitude, it was, uh, I played basketball growing up, um, and my, my coach said, you guys just got to have some testicular fortitude. And I all, you know, we were in like middle school. We we're all like, what the hell does this mean? And, uh, he goes, you know, just, just have some plums. And he's like, you know, he's talking to little kids. We don't know what we're talking about. And, uh, it's whatever, whatever's down deep inside you that you gotta, you gotta pull through. Um, that's my fortitude. 
I love it. And let me back let me back up real quick. So obviously, I I met Billy through X on the Beach on MTV last fall, um, and like doing like the Fortitude thing. I'm when the first time I met Billy, the first conversation we had, I literally literally was just like, wow, that's incredible. Um, and why I admire Billy so much is because I can't, I can't personally relate to many things he's been through, but his mindset is what attracts like i'm very attracted to mindsets and like however you want to take that but like i relate to mindsets even though i don't understand what he's been through so i met billy on x on the beach and he was known before x on the beach um so billy i'll give you this time to um talk about before x on the beach and like the biggest thing here is what you've had to and like I, I told you before the podcast, you can go in as deep as you want or not as deep. But what like have you felt that you've had to have fortitude? Because I know you've had I know you had it for I know you have it for what you kind of put out there for the world to like come at you or just like put out there yeah. for the world to attack you or um, help people. So I'm going to give you the floor. Sure. Um, so for people that don't know, I, uh, I grew up in a, a pretty up and down household. Um, uh, you know, I'm pretty well off, you know, middle America, white boy, you know, whatever. Um, but I got three brothers and, uh, being the second of the four, uh, my older brother was kind of, uh, a little bit of a, a gunslinger, if you will. Uh, he got into drugs when he was young. He got into drinking when he was young. And I saw all of that. You know, I, I saw my father not behaving the way a married man should behave. And, uh, you know, for me, I start leaning towards my mom because, you know, all the all the men in her life are misbehaving or treating her badly or, you know, doing this or that. And really early on as as a younger guy, I started seeing ways not to behave properly. And, um, that was something that started really leaning into me as to, okay, I need to break this because this isn't the way guys should behave. And that was one thing that as I started moving more and more and more, I realized I can change, you know, the way that people are looking at my family, the way that people are looking at men, um, just by holding myself to a higher standard. Um, and that was something that, you know, the more I, I dove deeper and deeper into it is, wow, I can change this. I could change that. I could act this way about this. I could, I could act this way about that, you know, and it, it's just little things, but, um, it, it, it becomes a big thing. Well, I know like I'm very similar to you in this regard is that you break the stereotype for like big quote unquote meatheads, like big, good looking <laughs> dudes that are just like big and strong. Yeah. Like you don't you you don't really have the qualities for the stereotype for that um which is great so you definitely changed that for yourself i mean i think uh you know the stereotype idea is it, it changes between everybody you know everybody has a different viewpoint on uh on things here and there but um even watching you and devin train together on on the balcony at x on the beach i was like how is big old mark doing the same workout that you know (laughs) and you know even just in that regard like changing that stereotype of like this guy is massive 
and I don't remember what weight you got up to when you were at your biggest, but to see you About now, 340. Yeah. To go from 340 to what? You're 260, 250. So, and just, I'm a 260. The quarantine has been rough on me. Just <laughs> jacked. You know, the, the stereotype of, oh, he's given up. Oh, he's, he's gained all this weight. He's always been big. He's never going to get lean, you know, like, great. Okay. Let me break that. Um, I, I love breaking stereotypes. I love when somebody pegs me as a, like, a, oh, he's just a dumb meathead. And then I'll sit down and talk to him about education and, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they want to discuss. And I love blowing people's minds over. It's it's, hon- it's honestly the best when people are like, oh, wow, you're not at all what I expected. Yeah, man. It's a great compliment um, that you're so much more than just your physical attributes. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about like your big, like the big thing for, um, coming out? Yeah. Cause I, ha- um, I, yeah. Cause I like, cause I don't know. I'm not just saying it's me, but I think in the reality TV world, it's more open, um, with the, um, gay community. And so I think hearing your story would inspire a lot of people. Sure. Um, and the, the tough thing too, with coming out on MTV was there were so many guidelines as far as like what I was allowed to say, um, what was politically correct to say on television. Um, MTV was very strict as far as what I was, you know, the, the avenues that I was allowed to narrate myself, which, which made things tough. Um, I, especially if you were told, yeah, I would. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is kind uh, of now correct. I, cause I forget, um, you told you, cause you told your parents and your family before this. Yeah. And so I moved out to California. I've been out there six years now. And, uh, honestly within like the first few months out there, I was dating, uh, the first trans person that I had dated legitimately dated. But so up until I shot the show, I was completely in the closet. I didn't talk to anybody about that, you know, like, and it was, it was very much on me, uh, because I was embarrassed of myself. I was embarrassed of my attraction to trans people. And, um, it, it became this thing where, Oh no, I can't let anybody know what I'm actually into. And, um, it became very awkward for me, uh, to a point where I finally sat myself down and this is another going back to fortitude. Another thing that I really rely on is like own up to yourself and it's easy. One second, Mark, we're gonna have to pause for a second. My mother's walking in the door right now. Oh, you're good. (laughs) Hey mom. It's okay. Um, I'm actually might I'm going to run upstairs just so I can I don't feel like I'm shouting over my mother oh yeah no you're good I'll cut this part I'm going to go in that third bedroom mom Can you still hear me? Yeah. Can you just, are you, are you, is your, are your headphones cordless? Yeah. What the hell am I? Okay. 
Okay, how is this right here? That's good. All right, so we're back. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Oh, don't be. Um, okay, and so um, living out in L.A., um, it became this thing for me where I was hiding uh, who was making me happy and who I was happy being around. And it really took me to just own up to myself. Look, this is who you are. Uh, accept who you are and move on from that. Um, one of my friends, he's a big trainer. His name's Corey Callier. Uh, he always says with people that are struggling with weight loss, look, we got to this. We can get out of this. It takes you owning up to yourself to be able to move on from this. I want to just emphasize that point um, because that's not really the point of your story, but just how you brought that in, that owning, like when you take full ownership, it gives you all the power you need. Changes everything, yeah. And so I need to emphasize that point because you said it perfectly. You're the one that got you in this, so you can. You're the one that you'll you'll be the one that's able For to get sure. you out of it. But when you don't take responsibility, you can't accept the fact that it's your fault. You are where you are, so you're just gonna wait for somebody or something to get you out of that situation. And it can be anything. For, you know, it could be it could be anything. It could be. Uh, I pick my nose too often, you know, whatever it might be, but own up to the fact that you do it or that this is what's causing you to do that, you know? And so it took a long time for me to sit down and say like, okay, this is not just a phase. This is actually who I am. And either people are really going to like it or really aren't. And honestly, like, uh, before the show, I was, I wasn't able to talk to my dad about it. Uh, like mentally, I just couldn't figure it out. And I'm getting pressure from my mom. She's saying, uh, well, have you spoken to your father yet? You need to talk to him. You need to talk. And I'm like, no, I haven't. And so the entire time I'm at the show, I know he's giddy about being able to watch this TV show. His son's on. And I'm thinking he's not going to like, you know, what he's going to be seeing. So by the time I finally got out, uh, I think it took, it took, uh, we got the first promotional video. It was like a Thursday or Friday afternoon, I think, was when they sent it to us. And uh, oh, I just sent I remember. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just sent it off to my dad, and he watched it. And I FaceTime called him. And I was like, hey, look, so I'm doing this TV show. And it's going to be talking a lot about sexuality. And his reaction through that was not good and honestly made things very awkward between us. And it took months and months and months of waiting, you know, um, and figuring out where, you know, playing like touch and go with it and seeing where I stand with him. And um, I was finally okay with myself, but man, that took years for me to be okay with. And so to assume that, in a few days or a few hours is what I expected off the, from the get go. Um, you know, that's something that I didn't think would actually happen. Uh, and the way he responded was not good, but you know, that's how he responded and that's fine. And so I took that punch and kind of rolled with it. And my dad and I have a great relationship now. That's um, good. And, uh, it's something that took me a long time to think, well, why is he not okay with this? And then kind of weighed out those options. Well, you know, 
because of think how long it took you he's thought of you about this this way your entire life and now you're springing this on him just out of the blue um the whole idea of everyone loving you for regardless of you know what's going on it's not always going to be there you know you you got to let people kind of like you for what they like you and you know if they don't they don't that's fine well it's very interesting because like i was saying especially through the lockdown i listened to so many different speakers um motivational or psychologists because it's very fascinating and one thing that was very interesting kind of like what you just said is even even like a parent um child relationship their personalities could be so different um so the communication changes um so i like something like that is very understandable um but i love hearing that you guys were able to and i think it's important to highlight here because you kind of took the hard way um i'm all about like accountability and stuff so like you, instead of just being like, well, my dad disapproves, um, F it, I don't really care. And you just walked away. But instead, like you waited like through the awkward and the detention and for oh, him to, <laughs> but I could like, I, I, I can't imagine, but you went through it to have a healthy relationship. And I think that's. It may not sound big to you or to certain people, but I think that's very important because a lot of people take the easy way out in the sense that you give it a try or two tries and then that's it. You're done. For sure. And Especially then, living living out in L.A. I know so many people when I was talking to my friends, you know, working in West Hollywood, uh, for those that don't know, it's like a like Boys Town. It's majority like a gay community um, fun bars. working, working out there. A uh, lot of bars. Um almost everyone I talked to said, you know, give it time and expect the worst. And I was like, what do you mean? You know, lesbians, gays, bisexuals, like literally half the people I spoke to was like, well, I don't talk to my family anymore. And that's why I moved out here. And I, you know, it kind of became this thing. It was giving me nightmares because I'm thinking, you know, what if my very, like very right-winged family, you know, I, I came out to my brothers while, holding a pistol you know we were cleaning guns and i i, I thought like well this is time to talk <laughs> you know um it was something that was very scary and you know but what am i gonna do hide it my entire life you know um what ended up happening was most of my family was like okay so i'm like great cool just wanted to have that conversation now we're done and so it a lot of the times what you put in your head is either Bar you know yeah 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 it, it's it's gonna weigh you down or push you up and you know whatever you let it happen is gonna happen so and i think because the demo i have a, like a uh wide demographic whether it's parents or young children i think it's very again important and i'm just gonna highlight these points because people don't understand the importance but relationships especially parent child me losing both my parents and like you kind of going through that with your dad. I don't think people understand how, because if there's nothing, there's, if there's nothing interrupting, what's, what's a better word? If there's nothing, oh, why am I blanking here? If there's <laughs> nothing, going in and out. here we go. Can you hear me now? Is it better? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Sorry. If there's nothing, if there's nothing threatening the relationship, a lot of people just take it for granted until it's oh, too sure. late. Yeah. So, 
I think it's very important, regardless of what you're going through with, and even if it's just a friend or any kind of relationship in your life, you just have to constantly remind yourself, there's a chance this may not be here tomorrow. So whatever it is you're going through is really this important to end the relationship because there's going to come a time where you don't have a choice and the relationship's gone. So here, here was a, uh, a situation when my father and I weren't speaking, um, kept playing over and over and over in my head. Um, my dad is very stubborn, very hard headed, and, uh, he owns a car business, uh, repairing cars, fixing cars, selling cars, uh, this and that. And, um, his younger brother was an auto tech, loved working on cars. So he hired his younger brother, um, worked together for years and years, but, um, the two of them butted heads a lot. And I would probably assume that it mostly came from my father, but, um, I'm not there for most of it. So I would just have to assume, you know, um, (laughs) got to a point where my dad fired his brother from work and, um, it got so deep to the point where my uncle got married, didn't invite our side of the family, uh, did parties did you know, everything didn't invite us to anything. We had no idea what was going on. Um, little over a year went by with them doing all this, you know, fighting and we were just there. Um, my uncle goes down to, um, to a beach to, he loved surfing and, uh, the riptide was really bad. And there were a couple girls like caught way out in the water and couldn't get back in because of the riptide. So he takes a surfboard out and gives them the surfboard and they kick their way back in. And while he's swimming back in, gets caught in the riptide, dies there in the water. And for over a year, my dad and his brother didn't speak, only said bad things about each other. And watching his face when he found out that his brother had died and knowing the regret on his his heart and his head after you know not owning up to, well, this could have been me. It's not always someone else. It could have been me. And he kind of had a come to Jesus term and um, started to realize, like, look, you know, I, I need to think differently about myself sometimes. And honestly, I think like he's kind of fallen out of that again. But that even just watching that was something that kind of made me own up to the idea of like, look, we're all not going to be around forever. Um, yeah. What am I going to do? Not talk to him the rest of my life because he doesn't agree with one thing I'm doing. And, um, it, it got to a point where like, you know, I had to say, I'm happy that you're in my life. Don't not be in my life. And, you know, we kind of pushed through it, but that's cr- now that's crazy to hear. And I'm, I'm just curious of your, um, opinion. Do you think that affected how he, um, reacted to your situation? Um, I don't think, I mean, like if that situation didn't happen, do you think he would have come to terms? I mean, I don't know. Everybody reacts differently, but, um, the thing I think about is, um, everybody goes through experiences differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the way that you've had people pass in your life and the way that I've had people pass my life is, is very different. Um, but you know, everybody builds from each of these situations and whether you build it to the point where it's, it's better for you or it's holding you back, it's going to weigh one way or the other. I don't, I can't say that he would have reacted differently had, you know, 
had anything happen, but it made me react differently is Got the it. biggest part for me. So, um, okay. So that effect. Yeah. Man. That affected you. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Um, I, this is like, not, it's like the mo my favorite story, like right before my mom passed, um, she told me that her best for, or one of her good friends said that when her father died, it changed how she looked at the world. And for the life of me, I had no idea what she was talking about until my mom passed. And a few months later, I completely understood what it meant. And that story always stuck with me. Damn. Like when you go through something like that, any kind of death or any kind of life altering experience, like the way you look at the world just shifts and it changes. Totally. And I'm, I am, I am beyond thankful that I did have that shift in perspective because you just see the world so differently and you just don't take things for granted. And you're so grateful for things, even it's your darkest, even in your darkest moments, at least for me, I can be grateful for knowing that I'll be able to get through this and having fortitude. This is very, uh, seven steps or whatever you want to call it. But like the, I think the biggest thing too, is being okay with the fact that you have to grieve, you have to get over stuff. You know, it's going to take time, but knowing that through this, you're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of people that I talk to when, you know, something bad happens, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to get through it. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I'm like, no, it's okay to take a breath, sit down for a second and think what the fuck just happened. But then just know eventually you're going to push through it. Yeah. And I that was like one thing for me. Um, and I really just kind of came to terms with it. It was like right either it was like either before X or after X, but it was after my after the breakup with my ex. Um, <laughs> but I realized that I've been I had too positive of a mindset with my mom passing. And as crazy as that sounds, it's just I never allowed myself to be sad. I mean, I, w I was sad, but it's like I would just like like try to be so positive. I was it was yeah. like overly positive. You give the and answer. So, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I've been really trying to help people or like tell people like as positive as I am, I'm all there's also times where I am not. Sure. Um, and it is okay to feel that way. Um so well, I mean, and going back to your point, like regardless of if you're in step one or you've been doing it for years and years and years. Going to the gym is not always going to be this amazing, outrageous feeling. You know, going on a, a mile run sometimes is the <laughs> hardest thing in the world. You know? You're telling me, yes. I'm telling you. We, we can relate to that. Yeah, but it takes those tough days to realize when things are going really, really, really well. And when things are clicking, it changes everything so that you can get through those points where it's an amazing day or it's a really tough day, no matter what, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to push myself and I'm going to kill it today. Exactly. Very nicely said. Yeah, man. Come on. So for this, um, for anybody who is, and I'm not saying that you struggled to come out, but you, it did take you some time. Oh, I definitely and, struggled. Okay. <laughs> I just, I didn't want to put that, those words. No, in I mouth. get it. I get it. For anybody who is struggling, um, because I think it's, it's, it's such a big, issue or it's a big thing with people i mean because i get i get messages all the time because of the positivity about how they could tell their parents about um them being yeah. gay and i tell them i i have no idea so if you could tell anybody 
like if you could just like give them advice or anything you could say to somebody, um, what would it be to help them? Um, my biggest thing was coming out for me. I knew would help a lot of other people. And, you know, you might be in a, a town of 20 people. You might be in Los Angeles and nobody knows your name. You might be, you know, but there are people that are going to look at you and realize you're owning up to yourself. You're becoming a better version of yourself because you're comfortable with yourself. And they're going to take a step forward from it. So even just a little step as far as admitting it or telling one friend or telling your mother, you know, anything within those realms is going to move other people forward as well. Um, I remember having the first conversation with my mom. I said, mom, I date trans girls. And uh, she goes, I have so many questions. And we literally sat in the car for like 45 minutes. And it was just like rapid fire. She was just like, well, what about this and this and this? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll figure this out. But it, it came to, because I was comfortable talking about it with her, she was now comfortable asking me questions and why was I interested in this and what, you know? And so it's the growth in yourself that's going to make other people grow as well. And this is, this was after you moved to LA. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't, I, cause I don't know if this is too personal or not, but when did you know that you were, were gay? Um, well, so gosh, this is a tough question. Um, and if it's so, too much, you just say, nah, we got this. We, we can fight through this one. So in, when I was in college, I did a little experimenting. No, um, I, uh, uh, there's, there's one guy, his name's Eric. Everyone called him big gay Eric. Cause he was just like the most flamboyant out there guy in the world. And, uh, I went to school in this little small town called Delaware, Ohio. And everyone knew Eric. And he came up to me one night we we're at the bar and he goes, Hey, you need to go to Columbus and work at this gay bar. He goes, you'll make a killing. I guarantee it. I was like, all right, cool. And so I reached out to the company. Um, I had been working there for a while. Um, little by little, I got, you know, obviously more comfortable, but I think opening up my eyes to everything else, you know, I grew up in a very sheltered town where if you're gay, that's wrong. And, you know, this is what mm -hmm. Jesus wants. And, and like, uh, so I was always like, so concerned. I thought like, Oh boy, all, like all these sinners hanging around. Um, but little by little opening up my eyes. Um, I think the first gay experience I had, I was 23, 22. Okay. And uh, the entire time I kept thinking like, oh, this is so weird. Oh, this is so wrong. Oh, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and it took the clarity of like sitting back and thinking about it afterwards to think like, oh, I actually like really did enjoy that. Like there was nothing wrong with any of that. And um Moving out to California when I was 24, that was a big step because I was finally not only on my own, but I was in a completely different world, surrounded by people that lived very different lifestyles. Um, and it was honestly like a, a very come to Jesus moment for myself where um, I no longer had to worry about like what people thought of me. Um, Wait, and for time frame, um, how old are you? 29. Okay. So five years ago yeah. when you moved, uh, okay. Um, the idea behind it though is, um, 
I was still very closeted because, you know, I was putting on this persona, especially like doing the Ellen show. And um, I did a TV show with um, the Abbey, the bar that I work at. And they're like, well, so we're going to portray you as the the straight jock meathead. I was like, all right, cool. And like, I'm, you know, I'm hooking up with trans girls back home and stuff. And then like, I'd go in for the show and they're like, Oh yeah. What do you think of this girl, dude? And I'm like, cool, man. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) wait, wait, is Abby a gay bar? Yes. It's like the world's most famous gay bar. Okay. Um, it's, it's an insane. Yeah. I better be getting some, some advertising money from, from them for saying this. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't do my uh, podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, uh, fine, yeah. what? It's, uh, it's, it's a situation where, like, anyone's welcome. And so, like, my big thing about working there was, like, you know, everybody's like, oh, look at this big straight dude. Like, what's he doing here? And then I'm still, you know, I'm still meeting all these people that I would want to meet anyway. But, I'm, you know, I'm at work. So I'm making money. And I'm still able to get out and meet people that, are in the community that I want, really want to be in. It was awesome for me. That's okay. So this was like a later, um, this was later in your life. It wasn't yeah, like this, something you were struggling with your entire life. No, not really. Um, okay. but you know, at the same time, I think like if I had been struggling with it, I think I would have figured it out for a while, you know? It's just very interesting because I just there's just so many different stories of like with everything, but um just like coming out um like when people share their stories with me or ask for advice, it's just it's just very um interesting to hear. I think a lot of people the biggest thing for me, which is tough, is people reach out to me and they say, "I'm very much like you. I I need to come out, but I don't know how." And I'm thinking like. There's got to be someone somewhere in your life that you can speak to. If it's your guidance counselor at high school or someone in your church or your cousin, you know, whatever it might be. But like maybe reaching out to a stranger on social media might not be the best way to figure it out. You know, like maybe it is. But, right. You know, you, you need to be clear with yourself before you expect a reaction that's going to, you know, really bring out a lot of, uh, a lot of results. Be clear with yourself. Well, I say this, and this can kind of go with anything, but if it's to not be worried about what people think about you. And I'm saying, if you care about what others think about you, it must mean, um, respect them as a person because why would you care what anybody says if you don't respect them as a person so if you respect somebody who judges others you have to ask yourself why you respect their opinion yeah and it's just kind of like that root um because i'm all about like just going to the root of things like every you can take things at face um at face value but there's a root for why you feel that way or why you allow it or how you can change it um so I think that hopefully would help people um, to not be too concerned with how other people will feel about them and more so than being comfortable with themselves. I agree with that. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. Now, um, because we are in this this current state, um, <laughs> did, Ohio, did Ohio get extended? Because New York just got extended to May 15th. Uh, I know LA did. Yeah, LA's gonna LA's not opening up anytime soon. Yeah. But I just heard Florida as of tonight is opening up all its beaches again. 
Well, Florida's on their own schedule. Florida, Florida, Florida is just something else, man. Florida allowed spring break to happen. Florida kept the beaches right. open, and now they're already opening them again. Florida's doing its own thing. <laughs> um, but so, like we were kind of talking about earlier, not having the gym. Um, what have you been doing? Like, because this is a tough time on people, especially who aren't used to being alone or yeah. isolated or having having their outlets like the gym um, or hanging out with friends or work where when you, when you lose the distractions of life and you have to focus on yourself, it's scary for a lot of people. Um, so how have you I've, been handling this? I've been relating it to, well, now, you know, almost kind of what it feels like to be on a reality show. And that's exactly. Uh, I, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I kind of laugh at like all these people that, have commented on our social media saying like, Oh, this is so boring. These people are so boring. And I'm thinking like, what are you doing right now? Because you don't have a, you know, you still have phone, TV, internet, music, books. And, um, I know so many people that are just sitting at home, just, you know, waiting for everything to start opening back up again. Right. And, um, myself, um, I tried independently working in LA for a while and, Things were just slow. Um, training was slow. And um, I ended up packing up my car for a month's worth of clothes and uh, goodies. And I drove back out. You made that Ohio. drive? 32 hour drive. Yeah. Dude, I thought and, I was I uh, thought I was a driver. That's impressive. I, I love I can be by myself. You know, I, I don't mind it at all. Um, okay, We're in the same boat. But so, you know, I just packed a bunch of hand sanitizer and uh, baby wipes and made sure that you know, any gas stations I went to, I was cleaning everything before I, I touched anything. And I just slept in my car for the night and, uh, I booked it in less than 48 hours. Do good for um, you. And, um, so here being here, this is another situation where I guess it's probably better that, uh, I got, got along with my dad again. Um, he has a full gym in his house, which is pretty great. Oh, that's a, I'm just coming to Ohio. You guys got room for one more. <laughs> You guys got the hook and, Um, I mean, it's not amazing. You know, you know the situation so, when you, when you walk into a gym and right. you're like, okay, this is money. This is game time. It's time to go. Um, when you walk into a carpeted room that just happens to have a ton of weights and machines, it, it's a little different, you know. A lot um, different, yes. So flipping over the mindset is tough to do. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, it's something for me. It's pretty great. I've been able to work out. Um, I've been slacking a little lately, but I'm getting there. Um, You're talking, I, yeah, I can't work out at home. Yeah. I've been focused. So I was talking to somebody and I, t- I basically told them I, to help me grow as an individual, I lost a certain tool and that tool is the gym and fitness um, mm-hmm. because I can't do home workouts. I, I don't feel the same. It's not, and it's an, it's an excuse. I could make the most of it, but I don't. So I've, instead of just like, complaining and like bitching about it and not doing it and being a complete slob aside just from my food, I <laughs> found new tools and those new tools have been books, which I want to talk to you for a second with and like motivational speakers and psychologists and just hearing people talk like that's, it's so fascinating to me because I feel like I've been, I have been utilizing the social um, or this reality TV network unfortunately i have now (laughs) it's just hearing people their stories so um that's that's the tools that i've i've started to use 
to help my self-growth because I'm huge into self-growth. I love uh, that. Which you are as well because I, you are a fan of The Alchemist. Which I Alchemist was very, is my favorite book. Yes, which, sir. again, I was very impressed by because my therapist two months before going on the show was like, Mark, you need to read this book. And it was huge. Um, Did you read it before the show? I started it. So the thing with me and books is ah. I get very excited and I'll read a couple pages and then I'll want a new book <laughs> but I'm, because I'm not disciplined. So like this is like me, like this is all about like self-reflection like this time. I am not a disciplined person, which I am really working on. But I did finish The Alchemist after the show and it was an amazing book. Amazing yeah. lessons. So are you reading right now currently? Right Any now I'm not books? reading anything just because uh, after driving back – you know, I thought, you know, I'm, I'm working here, which is great. And just keeping myself busy with that. Okay. Um, Fair enough. But yeah, I, I always keep books on me, but this entire month I haven't had anything new that I've been opening up now. I, now do you like self-growth? Are you, uh, I say a believer, but I, I do, do you focus on your self-growth or do you acknowledge it at least? Yeah, I, I think the biggest thing anybody can do is open up their, their mind and know that you're always able to learn something. Yes. Um, and, and a lot like those last few pages of The Alchemist, for those who haven't read The Alchemist, just it's like 10 bucks. Buy it on Amazon. It's very easy. Um, and when you, when you realize what you can become, you grow so much quicker than when you're just aimlessly shooting in the dark and trying to become anything you can. When you know what you need, when you know what you want to be, it, it just works and it just clicks so much easier. Um, yes, I completely agree. I have yeah. I have a book recommendation because honestly, I reached out to a buddy of mine um, who went through a bad breakup a couple of years ago. And after my breakup, I'm like, dude, what did you do to get through it? Because it was yeah. tough on me. So he recommended this book, 12 rules for life by Jordan Peterson. Okay. okay. I read the, the preface, the preface. Okay. Now that I'm saying it, I love, is it, pre it's preface, right? Yeah. <laughs> but for books, isn't it? It's preface. Yeah. I like preface better. <laughs> anyway. So I read the, I read the preface and rule one chapter one, which was rule one. Dude, I got so inspired. Um, I just started listening to his videos and I listened to the interview that went viral. Um, I highly recommend him to, to you. Um, okay. If you want to listen or read the book, dude, and then I want you to come back on so we can talk about it. Yep. So why I love him so much is because you know how like good motivational speakers or videos that inspire you for me, it's like a quick, it's like a quick spark. Like it's just, okay, I feel great. Like I feel good. Let's do it. But with this guy, and I've never experienced this with a person before. I don't even want to say speaker because he's not a speaker. But he gets to the root of, like, everything. So it's not – he's not motivating you by things he's saying. He's, like, motivating you through, like, facts and science and how we mm -hmm. are as humans. and That's the, your mind 100%. The evolution. That's what do you just think? That's like – Wait, that is you, exactly how you think. You are so meticulous into the idea of like, I, I remember how many conversations did we have where I'd be saying something and you'd say, but why? And right. You, that's die, you need to know like why this is happening. It doesn't click. It doesn't work in your mind until you have a fact or 
a science behind it that makes it true. Very interesting. So you're saying that you may not like him as much as me because that's not necessarily how your mind works. I like the idea, and this is why I like the alchemist so much, is even though they're painting a very vivid picture in your mind, um, Paolo paints this picture in your mind as to this is what's happening, this and this and this, you can still relate it to yourself, regardless of where you are. I'm, you know, I wasn't in the desert. I'm not doing this or that, but I can still picture, okay, this correlates to a gym. This correlates to a clothing line. This correlates to books I need to read and figuring it out that way. For me, the metaphor is bigger than the science behind it. Wow, Billy, you know me so well. That's <laughs> like, on, that's on. That's honestly crazy that you just not necessarily called me out, but was basically like, that's just who you are. Like, I'm well, so excited I, I about that's this. That's why it works for you. Yeah, man. Wow. See, Billy, that's why I love you. But ba- that, that sums up why I wanted to bring on different people for this, because different things click for different people. So for I sure. can only, I can only share my story so many times and it may not relate to you, but if you hear somebody else that may click. Yeah. So Bill, you basically just summed up everything I'm doing perfectly with what you just said. <laughs> but regardless, dude, I'm so hyped about this this person. You just got to listen to five minutes of a YouTube video. I want it's, the book. It's I'm so funny how you just called me out on that. I'm not yes. calling anybody out. I'm just. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me, but twelve rules for life. Um, Billy, that's why I love you. That's so funny you just said that. See, man, one month on reality TV, it's completely true. It's completely true. And it's so funny because I am an open-minded person, but I just assume that if you get to the root of things, it's easier for – it's just more – it just helps people more or it helps you more. But I guess that's just me. Well, everybody's different. You know, facts and science helps everybody, but I think that's totally how your mind works. Like – for mine, like I, I could go off of someone just being like, "Well, this is what I think," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, good enough for me," uh, you know. <laughs> okay, now we're gonna have fun. Now we're gonna have fun because, well, fuck it. Um, you, I'm just, I'm very intrigued right now. Everything. <laughs> what's your, what's your take on everything going on right now? Um, I think that anybody that says we're overreacting is a little naive because, regardless yeah. of the situation. Um, if we, if we weren't going to overreact, then this might go on forever. And then eventually, you know, we would have to overreact eventually. Um, but if we're willing to do this right now and, you know, like social distance and whatever it might be, um, as long as we do the necessary quote unquote necessary steps, um, this is said that we'll be gone eventually. Um, there, there's no sense in calling it overreaction because regardless, if if it doesn't get so out of proportion and so blown out of scale that we think it's going to, then everybody's regardless of it going to say we're overreacting. Um, I think, you know, give it, I don't know, everybody's freaked out about a month. Give it, give it another month and do what you can. Like, I'm just, you know, we're all doing our best right now. It um, is the... It's very yeah, we're we're chilling. Like we're I I don't think you're struggling with this 
that much. I could be wrong. I'm I'm my biggest thing is like I have so, I have such a great like you text me all the time saying hey um, I have friends that literally just FaceTime me and I have a buddy his name's Billy too and he goes Billy doing a homie hookup what's up and he just calls like me just that. to see just to see how you're doing I like that and um, you know if if we didn't have the availability like we do now to you know just call each other or play video games with each other or you know would definitely be it's, harder. Yeah, it, it's really not that bad how we have it. Um, yeah, you can't go to a club. You can't go out to eat. Like, yes, that sucks. But does it really suck that much? You know, like, you're stuck at home. Who cares? You know. <laughs> That's what, simple. What do you think about this? Well, no, I'm like, not the complete opposite of you, but I'm like, dude, I honestly, I, I think it's because I don't watch the news. I don't watch the news because I think they're just scaring um, people. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah. I don't, I feel like I'm absolutely crazy because in my mind, it's so simple as to regardless of how severe this is. Um, and I think that the numbers are being um, not reported correctly, but any, anyways, you can't scare an entire nation and then basically be like, oh, okay, the quarantine's over. Um, even though if it doesn't go back to normal right away, um, I think they basically just scared us so much until there's a cure for it. The the world's going to be um, completely different. Well, and now they're saying that um, I don't know the name of the drug. It's FDA approved. I, I want to say it's used on patients that have AIDS. Um, but don't quote me on that um, is showing. No, I've heard something like that when I. It, it's showing signs that within six days it clears you of all coronavirus. Yeah. Okay. Um, people that are on ventilators are off of ventilators within a day of use. Like, uh, well, that's so positive. There's one thing, but my big thing is, you know, you don't have it that bad. If you think you have to get outside to go by donuts or soda whatever the hell you want to you know <laughs> like i love like, my donuts like, and soda right, cool. the food in the world yeah i um, that would be, but our donuts our donut joints closed one, same out here um one of the one of my main clients that i train uh, he's 84 years old um and so my biggest responsibility when i was in los angeles was i would see him monday wednesday friday and i knew that that meant he has a terrible sense of uh the ability to keep himself well. He's always coughing, hacking up stuff, you know. He's an old guy. Yeah. Um, I knew it was my responsibility if I wanted to keep my position as, as I had it to stay healthy. And so I knew when I went out, I would just wear a bandana over my mouth and I'd use Purell, I'd wash my hands, whatever. And like, I just knew that I needed to stay healthy, even regardless if I'm showing signs or not. Just, you know, do my best to just not get anything to pass on to somebody because you know like the two of us are very healthy individuals it's very doubtful that we would come down with something and, but we could be carriers you, know, you can carry it whatever and and that in, in itself just might be propaganda and you know just stay home kind of situation because of that but you don't know you know nobody you know i'm not going to listen to any of my friends that got seized through high school and college telling me no it's fine you can go out because there are doctors that are talking on TV that are saying don't. So, you know, like, I'm happy to listen to anybody. The the professionals. I'll, I'll listen to the professionals in a situation like this. Yo, Billy, well, that's actually, that's so interesting. Um, But 
to conclude here, um, what's your social media? Um, what what are you up to? Anything exciting? Anything you want to say? Um, but I do appreciate you talking about the fortitude because that's huge and I think it'll help a lot of people. So I appreciate it. So, uh, my social media is bill or Billy Rylich, R E I L I C H. Um, and if you follow Mark, just look at who he's following and I'm in there. Uh, I'll have you tagged too. <laughs> what I'm up to, um, is I'm just getting through right now. Um, I've been thinking about a move out of Los Angeles within the next year, actually. Um, which we talked about. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, which would be fun. Uh, you know, that, that might be something I'm willing to do. But um, other than that, you know, just keep pushing you, on. Hey, can I Go say on. it? Have you, have you said it? Can I say it? Or do you want to keep that? Yeah, I might keep that under wraps. Okay. Okay. Because I do it. Because I'm like, yo, Marky Mark might have to get in shape so I can join you. Bro. That, I mean, you, you can edit all of this out, but dude, making wait, 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 because I hate editing. We're gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna end, stop the recording, <laughs> and then we'll go into that. But basically, that's that's find your fortitude with the very special guest, uh, Billy. Um, I really appreciate it, man. Hey, thanks I for really having me, dude. You, um, coming on here for me. Uh, thanks for doing this, too. Yeah, like. Had I had something like this when I was younger, struggling with bullies or, you know, whatever, girls, you know, whatever it might have been, um, it would have helped a lot. So I'm really happy to be able to do this. Well, dude, especially, like I said, the the gay community, um, you are so, you're, I, like, I don't want to say like you're the face of or whatever, but it's just, you and, <laughs> no. like, but I mean, like in the sense of just like when it comes to people on reality TV who have done a show that. Well, and even before that, you'd be with the Ellen show. But anyways, just people that they can look up to. And I think you are somebody like a great role model or example. Um, Thanks, man. You're just a great person. Like, that's that's what I love because I don't – well, that's just me, me in general. Like, I don't consider, oh, Billy's a great gay person. Like, I, like you're a great <laughs> – you're, like, you're a great person who um, – what, Happen, what happens to be gay. Happens, exactly. Because I'm, I'm – I'm so non-homophobic um, that I people just there's articles like you Google Mark Jansen. I actually had had this fun experiment with a girl like other, the other day who Googled me, and one of the first articles that came up is is Mark Jansen gay? What was, what <laughs> Find was, out here. <laughs> dot dot dot. Well, because I had all because right before X, I had all the gay stuff. Like I broke up with Elena to be with a guy. Um. And I never really answered those allegations because I never said I was gay and I'm not – I don't have anything against gay people. I think that they're actually some of the nicest people that I know and some of my closest friends. So I don't – if you think I'm gay, whatever. If you don't, I like I personally don't care. Yeah. Um, so that, back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's why I, lo- I love you so much um, just because you're a good person, period. Like that's the Thanks, thing. Man. You're an incredible person, period. And I think things that you've been through um, and how you hold yourself – is um admirable so i'm proud to have you on the show means a lot man well thank you and billy I, okay we'll, say what we we'll, we'll all we'll all read this book and we'll come back and talk about the 12 rules you will not obviously you won't be as excited as i am but <laughs> we will talk about it all right that is find your fortitude and that was actually a lot of fun i appreciate it billy thank you man <laughs>